0: Hello, bonjour. Welcome back to a new episode of Le Bond Israel. I'm your host, Stacey. uh I'm with my brother man, man
1: Jalen back here to get another good vibe, another good conversation. And I hope you guys enjoy. So let's get into it.
0: We have a special guest who's coming straight from Miami. <laughs> No, I'm yeah. joking, I'm joking. <laughs> born and raised, homebred, Montreal guy, Montreal, Quebec, we're out here. And uh, I'm going to let himself, uh, intro- I'm going to let him introduce
2: himself. Um, Where do I start? I my name is Tegans. Um I'm from Montreal, born and raised. Uh, my blood, my family's from Cameroon, from the motherland. Uh, and... I mean f- short form that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and then we we'll, I guess we'll get into yes. what we'll get into. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um we have um uh, somebody who does uh, is an artist and entrepreneur at the same time. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we like to bring in here and have those types of conversations because I find that oftentimes we don't think of being an artist as being an entrepreneur. Um how do you juggle or find the balance between uh, or do you even find the balance, or how 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 is the journey for you as an artist and an entrepreneur?
2: Um, for me, I think I always kind of blended the two subconsciously. I don't see, uh, like, when I say blended the two, I mean when I like, yeah, you start off as a creative number one. Like I've been, I've been into music. I remember the moment I got into music when I sat, and I sat into music. I remember the moment where I was like, okay, I want music to be part of my life. Mm-hmm. By fire, by force, like, it doesn't matter what happens. Mm -hmm. So when I was watching uh, Dr. Dre and Eminem forgot about Dre music video. When I see, no, when I saw the performance, they performed a song. And then later that week, I watched the music video and I was like, yo, I was, I was. And then afterwards, uh, I just got into it, you know, with everything. So like kind of Dre and and Eminem was like my first real, like, I guess, introduction in a sense where just really showing me the, like, understanding what it is or at my at the time i I was a kid you know whatever I could understand of it, but just really appreciating it from then on mm-hmm. as I got older um I was you know rapping with my friends in the hood and everything I'm from n d g so I was, I was rapping my 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 boys in n d g at the time, and um you know they all had we all had more or less same kind of hunger or just wanting to just to have music in our lives mm-hmm. in some way shape or form um it's only mm-hmm. when you know Just some years back But like even at that time It's only when I I, I kind of understood early that The way the industry is changing And the way the game is changing Like I was always I, I always had As much as I had an interest in the music I realized I did always have an interest in the business of it yeah. So th- it never really was a thing where I never had a moment where I was like Damn I just want to do music Forget the business It's Like nah Like I like the business As I was learning the business I'm like yeah this shit makes sense I I like I like sure, what yeah. I like what I'm learning It mm-hmm. makes sense It makes sense And it only it only gave me more tools to appreciate the creative part of it. Yeah. It only gave me more reason to appreciate the creative part of it because then we get into the business part. There's some there's some creativity in the business part as well, but that's when you can also appreciate and you can also understand why certain artists do what they do. The mm-hmm. regular consumer probably doesn't know why artist A or B did not release this album, or doesn't know why. You know, you ever you ever had conversations with people? So they'd be like, yo, whatever happened to so and so? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: That's the average consumer just being like, oh, they just came, they had a song, and then they left. Yeah. But they don't, they, had, they have no idea. Obviously, that's the point. They're there just to enjoy the music. Yeah. But when I hear that now, it's like, and I think, like, I have, I have one of my, I think my cousin at one point, or somebody in the family, like, somebody in the family that could just ask me, like, what happened to so-and-so? And then I could be like, I can actually break it down to yeah, him to okay. an extent. Mm. I can do some, I can scan the career trajectory with the knowledge that I have I can do some basic research, Mm -hmm. and then I can give them, okay, this is what potentially happened. Mm -hmm. They dropped this because they were signed under this label. This label invested this much money into them. So obviously, you know the song is a hit because there was money backed into it. Then they had an issue with the contract. Or they got big, and then there was issues with the contract, litigation, whatever, whatever. Royalties, rights, whatever. And then they did not want to continue with that label, but they couldn't. They were under contract. They owed another two albums. They don't want to record the two albums for the label. Yeah, yeah. So the label is just going to keep holding on. So they're kind of beholding to the label yeah, yeah, yeah. until they deliver those two albums to the label. And if they don't record the music, then fine, the label. But they're still under contract. So that's why we often hear so, that a lot exactly. of artists are stuck with the label. And yeah, like, sometimes, and sometimes artists are stuck 20 years into the same deal because they owe five albums. But after the second album, they probably didn't, number one, they probably didn't recoup. Mm-hmm. And, and so recouping and it 's good for you. i, I don 't have many times I discussed the music part of it yeah, so I love so, it so, so love it's it 's good for me to to talk about it that way I can at least make sure my knowledge is good yeah. mm-hmm. and then if somebody watches this, if hopefully a music exec watches this and then I get something wrong, come see me and then correct me it's fine i 'm an artist first and foremost, yes. but I have appreciation for the business so yeah so uh you so so when you heard the the term recoup means if i 'm a label. Recoup short for recuperate mm-hmm. so I'm a label I sign you mm-hmm. to three albums that means you owe me three albums you have mm-hmm. to record three albums and and send it to me and I, I will put it out to the masses mm-hmm. if I invest a million dollars on your first album you need to recoup that million dollars when the album is out meaning that the album sales need to make a million dollars I have At to make back my million dollars I invested in you and then whatever percentage was negotiated in our deal goes gets into play the average I'm going to throw out a random number 50, uh, 50 So fifteen percent goes to you, eighty five percent comes to me as an art, as a label. That's standard. That's standard in a sense. So every dollar you make, and even at that, I'm probably being very generous. But stand. Let's say every dollar you make, every dollar that is generated after. So I already made back my million dollars. Mm -hmm. Now you're in the black. Because you were in the red. I gave you a million dollars, so you were negative a million dollars. That was the the budget for you to record your album. You needed to pay the producers. You needed to pay the mixers. You needed to pay for the video shoots. You needed to pay for whatever. Your creative side of it, you and your team handle that million dollars. I'm the label. I give you the money. But now I need to make my money back because I invested in you. I make my money back. Now you're in the black. Your album's doing well. Okay, cool. Now for every dollar that is sold, I'm making back 85 cents. You make your 15 cents. And then from your 15 cents, you need to pay your people. Because you have a manager <clears throat> who takes twenty yeah. percent, you have uh, a agent who takes maybe ten percent. Yeah. And then you who know? And then if we're talking hip hop, you know, there's always a, there's always the niggas in the hood, yeah. the camp, the guys who don't rap are just there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's out of your fifteen percent. Now then, now you're left, and that's so what? That's the I guess that's the, you have to pay off your net basically. Mm-hmm. Like your gross is fifteen percent, then and then people take the twenty percent off your gross, so fifteen percent. That you have. So you have 15 cents to your name. Your manager takes 20% of 15 cents. God damn. I could be wrong, but this is, you know what I mean? So, and that happens for everybody who's on your team. And this is a standard. I'm, I'm really going from the standard of an artist being signed to a, to a label. Um, and this is a traditional, and, also, and, that, and this is a traditional deal. And where you most see is like a 360 deal. So like for every, and for every avenue you make music, you make money on, I make back a percentage. So even if you go act, make money off that if you do commercials i make money off that shows i'm obviously making money off that yeah. royalty uh streaming whatever that's a 360 deal so and because the idea is that i brought you in i put money in you to be in position to make money mm-hmm. right. that is the black and white of it now depending right. on how you negotiate there's a term in the industry that i learned is you don't get what you deserved you don't get what you owed you don't get what you deserve you get what you negotiate mm. so yeah that's fair yeah so when you so going but circling back uh, just to maintain my idea, just s- circling back, we see what happened to so and so to artist A. It's like, well, they probably number one, they probably didn't recoup, mm. or they probably did, but they didn't like the percentage that they were making. But yeah. they already the contracts already signed, yeah. So they so and they're probably not making enough. So they probably didn't recoup, and if they did, they don't like the terms, and now they're in a litigation war with the label. Their lawyers and the and the lawyer and the, the labels lawyers are going back at it. That takes money. That you have to pay off your 50%. You got to pay your lawyers. Um, the wow. lawyers got the... So now they don't have enough money to invest in the next... Unless they ask for a next loan from the label. Yeah. The artist can be like, okay, well, we're going to put back another 2 million. We're going to put back another million on the second album. But, but now mean, you're down that, 2 million.
1: That, yeah, you're getting even deeper.
2: And exactly. And that's a whole... And, and that's, that's when they may own you at a certain ex- point. That's almost. why the idea of owning or selling your soul kind of comes, in, comes oh, into play. Shit.
1: So this situation that you just explained is considered almost common in the industry. Industry.
2: The opposite is is the, is the uncommon part. This is very common. Oh, it's when I say very common, I mean the, the idea of just owing back and recouping. That's 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 fine. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of artists who succeed in doing that. We mm-hmm. have a lot. You have a lot of a lot of other artists who don't. Now I'm giving you the lens of old school industry. Mm. I'm giving you the lens before streaming, before like how. I'm giving you the lens of what's happening. Like, let's say when we were kids, mm-hmm. when like our favorite artists growing up, what they were dealing with, because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how I started with that knowledge. Okay. And then, obviously, as as things develop today with technology, things do get kind of there's different ways to do things now. Mm-hmm. But I'm giving you, let's say, late '90s, early 2000s situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, um. Because
0: at the time, at that time, there was a lot of justement artists who would. Pop like one song, they pop. Yeah, that's the next thing you know, they disappear. That's the
2: machine. So that's what people call the machine. That's okay. I'm gonna give you. Let's let's check this out. For every at that time, and especially in the 90s, before Mm -hmm. before Napster, let's say pre-Napster, but pre 2001, there was a lot of money. There's a lot of money in in the industry being made, and the deals 360 deals weren't really. When I say taking money everywhere, you can make money that wasn't a thing okay. and if it was it wasn't common okay. because the labels were making enough money off the sales off the cds mm-hmm. so if i invest a million dollars in you and the cd costs 20 dollars yeah do the math yeah, yeah, yeah. that's 20 dollars now obviously minus percentages i'm gonna make back my million dollars first week let's say you sold 10 million copies mm. i'm gonna recoup that you're gonna recoup that from me obviously and then mm-hmm. i'm just gonna take 12 percent off the sales off the cds I'm not touching anything else mm-hmm. because that uh, topic, i I'm gonna make like eighty five percent of the CDs as a label. I'm not touching anything else to making money. A tour. I'm not. T- that's you. Oh, that's all. you that, and that's why at the time, yo, bro, you can artists. They, that's when millions of tour, dollars. That's tour. that's what they say. Tour. Even to this day, tours when artists makes the most money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the time, at least they knew I'm going on tour. The label's not touching this money because they already made by the money off the sales. I'm going to mm-hmm. go on tour. Merch. The label's not touching it. Anything. Any was not touching it. But then the internet happened. Napster mm. happened. Sales was going down. CD sales was going down. So labels were like, yo, we're not making money. Yeah. We're not making the money that we were used to making. So we have you to you got debts. More, yeah. to we The label also has debts. The label also has rent to pay. The label also has bills. We're not making money. Um, see, for example, at that time, there's a record there label called Jive. Jive doesn't exist anymore. I think they were bought out. Now, there was like five major labels at the time. Now there's three. Mm. Jive was one of the five, if I'm correct. That's where Britney Spears was.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
2: britney spears kept a lot kept the lights on for every because when artists they, they, i say label makes back the money it's not to keep put in their pockets that's what allows them to have the budget to invest in a new artist as well mm. so that's why they look for artists they, to sign artists if you made me 10 million dollars as an artist i could sign a smaller artist for 1 million i can give them a million dollars and then ho- the idea is that they'll make another 5 million mm. and i'm gonna exactly and then mm. that, yeah, okay. so that's the idea so They invested so much in Britney Spears, she made all that money for the label. They're able to sign other artists. They're able to sign. And for every artist that succeeds, especially in pop, like in the pop life, in the the pop star world, for every artist that succeeds, there's probably 10 that failed. Mm -hmm. So Britney Spears, so they probably invested a million dollars on 10 artists. It's like stocks. You put money in a handful of artists, hoping at least one covers the losses. Mm -hmm. Everybody's not going to succeed. A label, a label, says ten art ten artists. Not all ten of them are going to succeed. And if obviously if all ten succeed, it's amazing. Yeah. but it's not going to happen statistically speaking. So Britney Spears pops up. She covers the she covers everybody's bill.
0: Mm. <laughs> I let Don't her ask you what she
2: ma- goes home with. She probably goes home with pennies compared to what she makes the, the labels at that time. Yeah, yeah. but then Napster happened. <clears throat> Sales are going down. Labels got to be like, yo, we got to make some Napster. Napster. Uh, so you know LimeWire.
0: Oh yes, yes, yes.
2: Napster's father.
0: Okay. Uh, Limewire's father. Okay. Gotcha. Napster. Gotcha. Napster gotcha. like the first. Uh, mind you, I was living in Africa. That's okay. Yeah, at okay. the time, yeah. I was in Burundi chilling. No, no, it's it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's I'm fair. I'm
2: the one that's just. It's fair. That it's that fair. It's <laughs> fair. <laughs> I'm I'm so don't don't
0: come for my age now. No, <laughs> no,
2: Napster, Nap, <laughs> Napster, Nap, Napster happened. So anybody who's born, anybody who's born pre ninety five. Knows no is no, a weir- has a was a kid when Napster happened and was at least running wild with it downloading viruses. I was downloading a bunch of viruses on my pop's computer. I'm sure my oh brother my would gosh. know
0: because he was in. F- my older brother, was into he was into exactly, rap. He had exactly. a little studio and stuff. So I'm sure so he. So for knows. sure, for and sure. He, that he, I learned of LimeWire through him mm-hmm. because okay, I'll so be def- like, yeah, def- yeah. I'll be like, just like, even songs or whatever, exactly. just put them on my thing, my MP3.
2: So we see, <laughs> so so Napster is it's peer to peer. Mm. Meaning that peer-to-peer, so I have a, f- it's file, file sharing, I'll, I'll, I'll share you a file. I have a music file, I'll share it to you. But how we get it, that's where it was the illegal part of it. I was, we don't know how they were, it was just being leaked, like it's mm. on the internet now. The new album that's supposed to come out next week is already available on the internet. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to go to the stores and buy a new yeah, album. It's already there for free. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to, yo, yo, uh, uh, Dr. Dre's new album came out. Yo, I'm gonna give it to you. Yo, 50, Oh, yo, we can share it. I'm gonna download it from um, from the from the platform from Na- from Napster, Limar, whatever. Mm-hmm. So and that killed like like really. That's where the now the industry was operating on on, on a loss. Mm-hmm. Like they were always losing money more than they were making just because of that. So so one one thing that they did was create the concept of 360 deals. Yeah. We can't get if we're not making money off sales no more. We got to make money elsewhere. Somehow. So now we got to. We could still put them in position to succeed, but now we got to eat more. Mm-hmm. We got to touch. got to diff- touch different parts of the pie. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, and I'm going to throw names out. I think it was Leor Cohen, who created the 360 deal or the idea of the 360 deal. Lior Cohen is like a, a OG veteran now in the game, like a, as an executive. Like he, I think he, he helped develop, or he was Run DMC's manager. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Like early in his career, yeah. he started off as manager for Run DMC. I could have some name wrongs. Some names wrong. But he wasn't here. Like, he's an old 67 year old Jewish guy now. Like, he's, but he's, he was there for, like, there's Leroy Cohen, there's Rick Rubin, there's a bunch of guys who, no, I think it was Rick Rubin that was producing. Anyways, whatever. Long story short, you got guys that were in the industry as execs to create these types of situations, these systems and these, these, these deals to help generate money for the label so the label can stay afloat. And also there's buyouts. Labels are buying other other labels. Obviously. Yeah. So labels that are making even less money get bought out by the label that can still survive and it just becomes like a subsidiary of it. So now that's why I say you have three three major's now. We have a lot of subsidiaries under them. Okay. So sometimes you could have already signed to uh to Island Dev Jam. But Island Dev Jam is under uh I think uh Universal or something like that, yeah, you yeah, know, and Universal yeah, yeah. is one of the I think it's universal, it's uh uh Atlantic and I forget the third e m i or or whatever okay. so um yeah, back to, that was just the first question. Like that's yeah, see no. how the industry be like. Yeah, so like yeah, I that's what it. happened to uh, to artist A. Like that yeah. that type of shit happens. Yeah, okay, okay. And uh, yeah, so now obviously with internet and everything, deals changed. Now the independent route is much more prevalent. At the time, going being indie wasn't a thing, but now it's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you want to avoid signing unless you can or whatever. Like depending on your road, but now you have more choices. Now, like artists today have much. Have more choices. There's more. Pl- it's much more. Uh, it's a much more democracy than it was before. Mm-hmm. Like you can have different avenues, and then you figure out what works for you. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's more or less that. I mean, ask your questions, and then we could keep going. But yeah, that's in a nutshell. At least, wow, but so.
1: like he, we did, the average person, as you said, doesn't know ah. like these things, and yeah. we just assume that the person was a one hit wonder or had a one good song, and they can't do anything that's usually else.
2: the reason why they become one hit wonders. Yeah, yeah, it becomes yes and no it becomes like such a big hit mm-hmm. and then the artist there's also the curse of the one who wonder where now the song if the, the song outgrows you yeah,
0: yeah. like yeah. the song is
2: bigger than you yeah. yeah so now you can't go anywhere you can't outlive the song yeah. like the song will outlive you you're gonna die the song is still gonna be lou, lou vega mambo number five <laughs> a little bit of monica uh, in uh, my yes. life a li- that song lives bigger than him yeah. he, probably, he has other songs that's the only song anybody... Like, yeah. I, I know he has other songs. He, yeah. And he probably tries to release others. <laughs> he's, I don't know if he's active anymore. I, don't know, I know the song is mad old. Yeah. But that song was huge. Mm-hmm. It was fucking huge. It but so that's, it's going to be huge forever. He probably doesn't even own the song. Damn. That, too, is another thing, too. At the time, if I sign you, I own, you sell me the rights to any music you create. Mm. It's mine. Okay, yeah. It's mine. Yeah.
0: So, with everything... With all that, you negotiate.
1: Obviously,
2: yeah. So that's
0: where it's all about like, negotiation. Yeah. Um, how did you start that music career with all that information? Okay. So. Like, were you like, okay, I'm going to go more independent and mm. say, fuck all that? Or, like, basically, like, because sometimes I find that when you have a lot of knowledge about something, it can actually stop you from yeah, going and into and a uh, Paralysis by analysis. That's exactly. The, that's the code, yeah. Exactly. And so I wanted to know how you were able to, or if you were able to, you know, surpass that.
2: Obviously, I started making music before knowing anything of the industry. And it's a thing where I just, I adjust as I go. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the best that I can. I adjust as I go. I make songs, Whatever. Then I make adjustments because I know, okay, down the line, if this opportunity takes place, I want to have my ducks in a row business-wise. So and I'll give you, uh, I have a legit simple example uh, that I did uh, for myself. Um, so me as an artist, I want to, I make music. I mean, uh, like me as an artist, I want to create a song. I need a beat. I don't make beats myself. That's one thing I just, um, later on, I'll probably work on making beats, but I don't make beats. Um, I tried, but I didn't have the patience for it to learn. I don't, so I look for producers. Mm. I work with producers. They make beats. Now, me and the producer need to have an agreement. Are you selling me the beat or are you leasing me? There's a thing called beat leasing mm-hmm. versus beat selling. Mm-hmm. And this is what allows producers to eat. Especially producers, nobody, like, I'm not talking about the Pharrells and Timbalands. We're talking about like just your day-to-day producer. When the internet happened, that's one thing that took place. Where you have platforms now where producers, like a marketplace for beats. Producers can put their beats up on the on the on the websites mm-hmm. and artists like me go on it and if i like the beat i'll download it mm-hmm. and there's different versions of it
0: yeah my cousin is a producer exactly. that's exactly what exactly he does. um shout out to you okay great love you shout out uh,
2: shout out shout out <laughs> <laughs> but yes no um, so so producers. yeah so i'll go so now producers now just like producers want to they want it's, it's, a, it's a marketplace so you mm-hmm. want to sell your product the product is a beat producers is going to have a free version they have a lease version at different levels, or you can buy it exclusively. The free version usually has the producer tag. Because well, now, at the time, and I'm talking about at the time, like I'm talking about mid 2000s when I started with my, when I was with my boys and, 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 and was my boys on the block. We was going on all the websites downloading all the beats for free. And the beat the beats weren't even tagged. Like they weren't produced whatever. Because at the time it was still new. And we're just recording on all the beats we could get our hands on. We like it, we download it. We'll we'll shout out the producer. But the producers too, it was all new for everybody at least the producers getting recognition imagine being a producer you put 100 beats on your computer but nobody knows you make beats and then you don't even and if you put it out nobody wants to rap on them give not even pay you for just rap on it so i'm pretty sure it was it was there was a kind of relationship at the time unknowingly that i'm a rapper i'll go look for beats and the producer like yo even if nobody pays me at least a rapper's rapping on it Mm -hmm. like it's it's a valid it's a validation Mm -hmm. on both sides yeah now obviously the industry changes but So at one point, now producers are really putting tags all over their beats on the free part. Because now imagine me, I I get a free beat and I blow up. Mm, It's free for promotional use only. But I blow up. I go perform, whatever, whatever. I'm making all the money. I'm not, the producer ain't getting shit. Obviously, things have to adjust. Producers now, now this also. And it always happens. I mean, like now they start putting beat tags all over. Like every four seconds is a. Yeah. Produced by XY producer. Okay. Get your beats now. No, 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 no. Just to protect, kind of protect the producer. Nobody wants to hear a rapper rap on a beat that has a bunch of tags. It's going to take away from the song. So now I have, so have to buy it, buy it or yeah. lease it. Lease it. You now, what does lease mean in, the, in this world? If you are a producer and you put it up online, you're giving me the access to use it limitedly. Mm. Like, you give me, you're basically giving me the, the, the license. Like, the lease is allowing me to use it to an extent where I can make money off it but only there's a cap. Okay. There's a cap let's say and this is like they lay, they lay it out depending on the producer. So let's say okay, you can lease this beat for 20 bucks. Mm. Okay, so now I I buy it, I send you 20 bucks on PayPal. I can record and I can put it up for on the iTunes whatever, but I can only sell up to 10,000. Mm-hmm. After that, if I reach that threshold, I have to renew I have to buy a, a more expensive lease. So let's say the average is 20 bucks, that's a basic basic lease. Mm-hmm thousand copies and thousand copies and it's like 60 bucks where you get the wave and the mp3 because okay. mm. the lease is probably just the mp3 file wave and mp3 and then you get the unlimited lease where you can sell as many copies as you want that's like a 100 bucks let's say okay wave mp3 and uh uh the track out like, they send you the stems okay, 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 okay. and then you have the exclusive where now because the difference between leasing and exclusive is that the leasing is that I, c- I can sell it to you, but I can also sell it to him. I can sell it to him. Mm. I can sell it to him. So other other artists can have access to the same beat, do okay. the same, different songs with the same beat. And so that means me as a producer, I made 20 bucks here. I made 60 bucks there. I made 100 bucks there. I made 20 bucks here. I made 100 bucks there. At the end of the month, I probably have 5,000 on me. And I still own the, and the producer still owns the rights to his beats. I just leased you. I just gave you the license to use it to an extent. Now, and that's what, that's how I was operating. Mm-hmm. Because obviously... They tell you, oh, you gotta invest in yourself. Fine, but I don't got bread. I don't have five hundred because now the exclusive that, that was when you negotiate with the producer directly. You hit him up, like, yo, yeah, I want to buy this exclusive. Okay, what's your price? What's your budget? Sometimes producers lay out, okay, exclusive starts at three hundred bucks. We can't negotiate less than three hundred bucks, okay, or five hundred, or depending on the producer. If 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 they're less known, if they're more known, whatever. At that time, I didn't have. I'm trying to make. I'm just trying to make music, bro. I'm yeah. not. I have no way to make money. Of my music I need. So I, I'm trying to limit my cost. Mm-hmm. So, I, okay, fine. I'll pay you 20 bucks. I probably have 60 bucks as a budget. So, or let's say 100 bucks on the budget. I want to make a little mixtape of like 12 songs or twenty whatever. Yeah. 20 song mixtape. 10 of it original songs, 10 of it industry beats from other whatever. So I don't have to pay that. It's already available. So I'll spend, I'll spread out my 100 bucks. But that's how it was doing at the time. But then as I learned with how rights work and like that, because I learned they still, have, they still own their rights. Mm-hmm. So they could still tell me like they could, they could do whatever they want with the beat. Then as I learned what you can do with your songs as an artist, depends on how much what the rights the situation of your rights are with it too, and the agreement you have with the producer. I started making adjustments. Obviously, um, you know you want to make adjustments. You want to know that okay now you can make a you can if I can invest a bit more money now I'm gonna buy exclusive. Mm. Okay. I'm gonna stop working with leases, mm-hmm. and that's what I did. I made that shift a few years back. Shout out. Uh, thank you. Congratulations, thank yeah. you. No, I made that shift a few years back. I was like, okay, I'm able to invest a bit more now. I don't mind spending $150 on the beat. Mm-hmm. I don't mind spending 200 bucks on the beat. Because I know what I can do with it. Mm-hmm. to gen- I know even if I don't do it, even if it's not done, I have the knowledge now to know how I can flip that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: With me owning the... Because the point is, I own the rights. You'll be mm-hmm. the only one to sing that. I'll be the only one to have that beat. Yeah. And the producer sold me their rights okay. up to that song. Okay. Yeah. But it's in his interest, too, because this is like the few times where he has a excess like he has more money in one time instead of getting 10 20 it's like okay bang somebody's ready to pay four hundred bucks one time okay here here's the beat I may not make that four hundred bucks back yeah. but you made 400 bucks as a producer yeah and you can probably now make more investments you can produce more you could do whatever mm-hmm. um so so that's to answer your question that's what I did I made the adjustment and this is like in 20 I think the last time i I, I rapped on a least beat was 2017
0: nice and that's like two years after you just started, yeah. like actually, because you said you started in, yeah, just after exactly, exa- yeah. So, so, from 2015 to 2017, yeah. you were doing the lease, and uh, like you were like, okay, I'm ready to invest more in myself, yeah. But just a little bit to, to actually, no, I'll let you finish with that. Um, so yes, those two years, you we're doing the lease, and then after that, you started uh, doing exclusive, yeah. Uh, I
2: started lines. work, I started really. I, I, made the, I made the the point to, like, okay, now let me work on an exclusive basis, whether it's the producers online, whether it's a producer I know here, whether, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, I tell them, like, okay, I only work with exclusive beats now. It may take more time to work on songs, but it's fine, because now I see learning how the business works, and just uh, making adjustments as I go, okay, in the long term, I can do something with this. and then, And I know now, because I have, like, so my first... I guess I want to say my first album because it's the first time I did a project with purely ex- like original exclusive music was in twenty nineteen. It's called my called Life Ain't Free. And that one I needed to have exclusive rights because that's the first time I had a distribution deal. Okay with uh with Believe. Uh Believe uh, distribution. Um and that's through a company that uh through um that was through a small label services company in Toronto. I went to perform in Toronto, one of the the guys was there, he looked, he looked like and then we were in touch. And then you want to offer me a distribution deal. Nice. So I took this. So that as a first experience to to really, in real industry, like real s- material, like a real industry experience, not just me at home now recording, whatever, like, okay, now I'm dealing with people who work in the industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's like, okay, fine. My first distribution deal in twenty nineteen uh, in 2018, released my first album on the distribution deal in 2019 called Life Ain't Free. I needed to make sure all my, as, as much as I could at that time with that knowledge, all my ducks in the row in terms of, Rights allocation agreements, knowing that, okay, I'm working with you. This is our situation. I'm working with you. This is our situation. The paperwork, there's paperwork, you know, um, and just knowing that, okay, this is, this is solid. This is done. Nice. So, yeah, and uh, now I'm happy I did that because fast forward to now, I know that I have all the rights to those songs. Mm-hmm. I can put that in a movie.
1: You can put it on your YouTube channel or anything. That's or anything. fine,
2: but I mean, like, okay. when to really generate oh, bread, okay. like yeah, on the yeah. others. This is this is, we're talking about. Everything till now we're talking about the master side of things. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about publishing. Okay. Mm-hmm. there's two sides to the music industry. There's the master and the publishing game. The publishing game is where all the money is made. Okay. So now the songs I made on the master. When I say master, I mean like you know you just rec- you're putting it out for m- consumer to listen mm-hmm. to. Yeah. So all the things I told you, like as a label, if I sign you. I was strictly talking on the master side. Every song has two parts. There's a master and there's the publishing. I didn't speak about the publishing. And, and the publishing is just a whole other entity that takes care of it. But now on the publishing side, I can do... I mean, yes, I'm independent. So if I buy a beat off you, I bought all the rights, I record, I do the song, you still make your bread, and it's still you still get a piece of the... Pub, like you, you, you still... Okay. It's the breakdown of a song. It's two, the, the, the song is broken down to two parts. There is the master... And then there's the publishing. Mm-hmm. Um is it the publishing? Yeah, the the publishing side of it. The master uh is the sorry, okay. A song has two parts. It's the the composition.
0: Shout out to Rosemont. Yeah. It has started to kick in. I call good, Yay. That be good. <laughs> Can I can I uh
2: Of
0: course. Go ahead, go ahead. Go for it.
2: It's good, man. Shout out to us y'all. y'all. got something good over here, man. Let me tell you right hey, now. We bless. We good. So song, so, so there's the there's the there's the composition and then there's the recording. The recording is the actual going to the studio and recording the song. The MP3 file. The
0: like the, the C D creative part. The,
2: no, no, the material part of it.
0: Okay, the material part. Like gotcha. let's say
2: you record a song on a CD, the C D is the master. Mm-hmm. We call it the master, and this is only because the way you record it, once it's, once it's recorded, you can never... Like, this is the thing with a song when you record it. You can never recreate the same song once it's recorded. Meaning that the song... Like, you record your voice, you do a take. You can never redo the same take. There's a slight difference. Your voice is different. Okay, okay, the, yeah. Like, the way it is, it's original. It can never be duplicated ever again. Mm-hmm. Even you, as a, you can never do it again the same way. That's why it's called... It's this is the master file. This is the master the master element of it yeah. because anything after this it's a duplicate anything after this it's 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 taken from that mm-hmm. that what we consider the master is what can never be re if it's re-recorded it's a new master
0: okay that's why even ah, if it's the same song it's a new re- master exactly
1: <laughs> like the and we learned it so much goddamn
2: it's a new master wait wait don't don't get confused remastering is they re they remastered the mixing like okay there's a mixing and mastering but like the master pro- so yeah i know <laughs> are you using
0: the same terms if you know I, I know i know thing. i know i know i know
2: when they say this a song is remastered it's because they went back into the mixing board and then they probably updated how it sounds and everything in terms okay, of the yeah. quality okay. but they created when you record a new master it's like you went and re-recorded a song let's say artists now they re- they, they release a new album or maybe yeah uh, you know this is where uh, remaster could be that considered too i'm not this is where my my knowledge can be limited fine um but yeah, so that's the master part. And then there's the composition. The mm-hmm. composition is literally the, the, the lyrics and the melody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's on the publishing. That is where you can reproduce it. Every time it's reproduced, you get paid if you own it. If I record the song, if I, rec- okay, so li- this um, is um, crazy. yo, I'm learning so This you, is right like. Now, you, you, you write, you wrote, let's say you wrote Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. Yes. You are Michael Jackson, you record mm-hmm. Billie Jean. You recorded the master, mm-hmm. you wrote the song. I can record Billie Jean, you still get paid.
3: Cause, okay.
2: Because the song would never exist if you never wrote it. Okay. I perform Billie Jean, you still get paid. You perform Billie Jean, he still gets paid paid. This wow. song gets played on... <laughs> Billie Jean gets played on the radio millions of times. You well, still get paid. So the still paid the writer, day? whoever... Well, not, no, now. Oh. You, if you own the rights oh, okay. to the writing. Because okay. yes, when you write it, you automatically own it, but you can sell it. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: for if sure. I, now, the same way a label signs you, I own your rights to the performance rights, whatever, there's the rights on the publishing side. There's the publishing companies. There's, there's, there's the equivalent to the label. There's the publishing side equivalent, if I sign you on a publishing deal, I own your publishing. You have to write songs for me. I'll do whatever I want with them, wow. but I'm gonna get you'll get paid off. Like you're gonna have your percentage of it, mm-hmm. but I own the rights. Yeah. So it's not whoever write. Like when you write it, you are self publishing. You automatically own your rights once you write it, mm-hmm. but you can sell it. Okay, you yeah. can sell it at one point. Yeah. So far, so now on the master and publishing side, I, I'm, I'm indie. I didn't sell my shit to anybody, so I own what I do. Now, nice. but on the, when I work with a producer, they have, part of, they have part of the publishing because they did the composition. They did the melody. Yeah. I did the lyrics. Or depending on how we work. But let's say the standard. So, 50-50 on that side. Mm-hmm. So, there's so, 50% on the song is on the composition. 50% of the song is on the master. Mm-hmm. If I go record it now, I'll probably own 100% of the master. Producer's not going to touch any royalties on the master unless I negotiate it that way. Okay. But the producer will own on the, will get percentage of the publishing because they without the, unless they sell it or whatever when a producer sells their rights online they forfeit all of that unless theoretically speaking but not unless now when I work with producers you know I, I still I still depending on the producer depending on the situation I'll still be like okay you st- st- keep your publishing whatever yeah. keep your part of the publishing because money's not generated enough but this is, but like technically if I, if you go online and you sell a beat you're forfeiting that I can register the song now and I own the publishing. Mm. I own the composition. I own the lyrics and the melody. You sold it to me. You created it, but you sold it to yeah. me. You s- when you said exclusive rights. So
3: it's mm. in your possession. It's in my possession. It, yeah.
2: But now it depends on who you are, whatever you want to do. You can still be like, okay, well... So that's what I'm saying. The last album, some produ- like producers were, uh, that, I, that I work with, I was like, okay, well, I'll still register the song. Still keep your publishing. Still keep your part of the publishing that way. If, if, if it lands right. on a movie... That 50% is going to you in your pockets. I'm not touching it. It's going to you. Yeah. I still paid you to produce me to beat. You still keep your publishing. That's theoretically how it used to be. But when you, when now with the online platforms, it can be forfeited. But technically, the real way, not the real way, but like, you know, the standard way of how you want to, if you want to be, I try to be as much as, as a businessman, I try to be transparent on the business mm-hmm. side of things. So some producers, and then now, but, and then we can even more in depth. Now some producers can still take points off the master. Now, the, let's say it's Pharrell that produces your beat. Fine, you're gonna whatever Pharrell wants, you give it to him because it's Pharrell producing Mm -hmm. your shit, bro. You
3: know
2: what I mean. (laughs) So, so whatever Pharrell, if I Pharrell wants to some, if Pharrell wants to create a beat for me and I rap on it, and Pharrell says, "Yo, I want to keep my publishing and I need points off your master." No problem, my guy. I that's fine, bro. Like I'm, you know what I mean. So,
1: whatever you ask, and (laughs) mind you,
2: everything I say and everybody who's watching this, I can be wrong. Yeah. I'm exercising what I've learned so now it's been a long time I haven't actually regurgitated this. So some things that could be wrong. So do the re- especially if you're artist, look it up.
0: Yeah. When did you realize that you were talented enough to make it as oh, opposed, I been, I've been as known opposed th- to as opposed to cause you're saying you started off just doing it with your friends and like just you know on the block, chilling and stuff. How do you go from I'm chilling on the block to I'm actually making this a thing and I'm I'm working on my craft and I'm like gonna make it
2: i have the perfect answer for you my first performance when i was in grade seven second high school yeah um i uh so i was at that time i was 13 but i was rapping i was writing and rapping so i was like 11 like i wrote my first song at 11 my first rap song 11 years old don't ask me what i wrote it's trash i don't remember (laughs) what i wrote it's all good. I probably do remember, but I'm not gonna give it. <laughs> I lost that notebook years ago, but whatever. That's besides the point. I started writing lyrics at 11 years old. Started recording songs 12, 13 years old with my home. That's when I started again. Meeting you know, up with the homies who like who shared the same interests. About like, yo, my boys like you I have a mic pull up. Let's record. All right, let's do it. Second one, first year of high school. Uh, I'm shy. I'm like I consider myself. A lot of people don't believe me, but I I'm I consider myself a shy person. Because
0: I was gonna next one of the next questions is gonna, we're gonna get into the lyrics. Okay.
2: And no problem. The we'll get, online. No problem. Presence. Keep keep. And keep, now you're talking
0: about being shy. Keep your thoughts. I, keep your
2: thoughts. I, we'll get into it. I'm so uh, my first performance, I uh, so towards the end of the year, you have the school talent show, school variety show, where all students want to do whatever, whatever. So I w- and and I wanted to perform, but I was like I didn't, I didn't. I didn't have the confidence, or I've never done it before like that, and I've never—I don't know how to go by. I went to the organizer, the the student, um, uh, you know, the one who organized student activities and everything. Like that the, 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 I, f- I forget the name of that position, conseiller en vie étudiante or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I w- so she was the one setting up together. I want to give a big shout out to Sandra. Her name is Sandra Bicharani Shout out Sandra. Shout out Sandra. So, uh, so I go to Sandra. I'm like, yo, Sandra. Like, I don't, I want to perform, but I'm, I'm, I'm shy. I don't know. I, like. She's like, well, and she basically says, like, yo, listen, fill out the, fill out the form, come to the to rehearsal, try mm-hmm. it out, and, you know, if, if, if you like it, you know what I'm saying, you're on it, if, and then if you feel really uncomfortable, then it's fine, like, next year. Mm-hmm. In those words, she's like, okay, cool, and this was like a Tuesday. The rehearsal, no, sorry, this was the Monday. The rehearsal was the Thursday, the show was the Friday of that week. Damn. I had no song to perform. I wrote the song the Wednesday night on an old Diddy beat. So it's a Clinton Sparks Diddy Instrumental. Run this city. I wrote the song the Wednesday night. I was not doing homework. Fuck homework.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I wrote the song the
2: Wednesday night uh, to practice it at rehearsal Thursday after school. I rehearsed it Thursday after school. I probably didn't remember. like I probably remember 75% of it at that point. Still trying to memorize it. But I didn't do the full song anyway, just to see whatever. So I do it, and I wasn't feeling too good. I'm like, okay, it's, I'm st- fine, I'm already here. I'll do it. People are like, oh you're rapping? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like people have known me from time, like, I don't know you rap. I'm like, well we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so I go, I do the I do the rehearsal part of it and it was cool. Like nobody nobody really paid attention anyway. Like it was just okay, fuzzy, and then I rap, whatever. It was like maybe two minutes. It's like, okay, I didn't feel I, feel I felt indifferent. I didn't feel any way about it. But I was like, Okay, let me just we'll do it, whatever. So the next day, now is the day of the show. It's a pet day, so there was no there was no uh classes that day so but um we got so we got to school early just to get prepared whatever whatever showtime yo when i tell you the school was packed oh my like it was the whole you know like high schools auditorium every yeah, seat yeah. is filled yeah. and everybody's standing on the side and in the back like it's
0: packed
2: Ooh, okay I was no pressure like, no pressure oh my gosh <laughs> so 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 now it's my turn. I'm in the am f- in the middle of the first half, and also, m- mind you, there were the three. There was three older guys that were like three or four years older, who were known for the, being the rappers in the school. So everybody was expecting them to put on a show. So they already had some kind of like support and backing already. I'm just a real random new kid. Like yo, security, oh, whatever. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, damn, and I'm in competition with these guys, bro. Like they're cool, they're friends of mine. Like we played ball and everything. It's just like on the rapping tip. Like a lot of people didn't know unless they were with me in elementary school, and even at that, to what extent they didn't know. Uh, So now It's showtime, And then even the way I was presented Was like not Not helpful So my artist name Is Tegens My first name Is Terry My So They present me Oh uh, Coming up next Not even in French Like oh uh, Prochaine personne Un élève de secondaire 1 Fait du bruit pour Terry I'm like yo What the fuck Is that (laughs) <laughs> that? Yo, Go no, Terry, yo, wait, hey, keep that in, mind keep, Go that in mind. keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> that in mind. Wait, you don't skip yet. My bad. But my. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is that? Anyway, so I get on stage, spotlight on me, yo. It's I don't it's because spotlight is my first time on stage. I'm not used to the light. So I don't see any it's pitch black. Yeah. It's pitch black. So like I don't see the face or anything. I just is light. I'm like, oh shit. still with my microphone. And I'm just like, all right, DJ, let's do it. DJ starts playing. And the beat itself, the beat was dope, but it had like a 20-second intro. So I didn't have nothing to do for 20 seconds. I'm just on stage. And I'm just like, yo, I'm just hearing the noise. Like, and I'm hearing people like, oh, hey. Hey, Zepal, so you got to do hey, rap, hey. <laughs> I'm just hearing a bunch of... Random, and I'm hearing, like, boys that I know, like, and I'm, I'm pouring some of my boys, too. And it's like, I went to school in Royal, right by Uptown, in Coutinesh. So I'm with, and I'm with, like, hood niggas. Like, if you fuck up, like, they will clown you. yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if yeah. you're not nice, they will clown you. Like, they will... They will if they don't, if they don't have tomatoes ready to throw at you, like that's at that point, you know, I'm like, yo, I'm from front of these guys. It's not like little timid. No, no, this is like I'm from front of niggas, like in front of the people. You know what I'm saying? In front of, <laughs> Literally. no, for real, front for, of real, the for real, for real, for real, for real. So, um, yeah. So the beat, it's like for twenty seconds. I'm like, yo, in my head, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm insane. Oh my gosh, two bars, two. No, like, like the two, the two bars before it's time to rap, I forget everything. <gasps> oh no, memory blank. Oh no. Memory blank. For two bars. The first two bars. I'm like, yo. That's like equivalent of maybe like three to five seconds, give or take, before it's time for me to start rapping. The before the second line but now the, the the maybe two, four beats before it's time for me to start rapping, one word comes back to mind, which is I. I literally say I and then the first bar comes to line. So the first I remember the first bars. It's like I may be confusing, but I always have my fusion, so I won't keep on losing the people that I'm choosing. So let me excuse us out of bearing me out, tear me out, holding and wearing me out. Those are the first.
1: Eleven you,
3: years
2: you're old. Yo,
1: no. Exactly no, 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 I, I was thirteen. I was thirteen okay, at this point. Still, I, that's the song. Still. I was eating crayons, bro. Come on, man! You, you, you writing this songs? <laughs> Child,
3: you're eating go, dirt.
2: Go yo, eating crayons. so those, so once those lines came back to mine, once those lines came back, that's only that's the only thing I remember, like of that verse of the. I don't remember. It. No, that verse, that's what I remember. So the first four lines came to mind, and then the rest of the verse came. As I was as I kept rapping, it came back. And that's when I learned, I'm like, okay, it's a flow thing. Mm. Because my body my mem- mem- remembers the flow, the words will come back. That's subconsciously. Mm-hmm. So then after f- verse one, I'm like, okay. And then I do the verse, verse two. I remember the chorus. Be careful where you go, I'll be right behind you. No matter where you roll, I'll be able to find you. Be afraid. Uh... I'll be afraid. I'm only going to tell you once because there's six million ways to die. Choose one. Yeah, the track was called Six Million Ways. You're 13? (laughs) Yeah. The track was called Six Million Ways. wow. So that was, that's the yo, that's the first time I I sing this okay. chorus in like forever. Like I'm telling you, I haven't done this shit in yeah, forever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, the, the so now verse two comes in, now I'm getting comfortable. Now I'm like, okay, this is the stage life. Yeah, so okay. now I'm no, now like my body language is different. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going back and forth in the stage. I'm pointing at people. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then verse three, I'm like, yo, now picture this. I'm I'm just I'm going off. Then at the end, that last six million ways to die, choose one, uh, nah. And then I start crip walking in Harlem shaking. <laughs> everybody's like, yo. So now go to, no, everybody's like, go Terry. Go-. Everyone's like, I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm like, yo, I'm, yo, this is, my, this is my element right now. I'm like, I, like if, if I couldn't find my space, this is my space. And I'm like, yeah. all right, y'all, I'm out. The beat drops. Boom, I walk off. <laughs> everybody, wow, wow. Yo, my, my hands were shaking, bro. Oh, yeah. Yo, my heart was okay. at 800 miles per hour. Uh. I'm like, yo. But i knew i did a good job because one of my my older homegirls she was in sec four at the time so she's four years older, and she was telling me she's like yo like if you are not nice tonight like before like if you're not nice <laughs> like i'm not because she she's a she's a, she, she's a family friend like her mom knows my mom That's so before i got into high school you know i already she was like one of the older people i knew getting to high, that yeah. was at least she held me down you know yeah. but when she when i told her i was gonna rap it's like yo if you're not like i'll vouch for you but if you're not nice man it's gonna be tough i'm like i know i know and i was know. like because if you choke Yo, sit you choke, bro. Yo, sit you choke, yo. for pas choke. Yo. Everyone saw 8 Miles here. You can't choke. No, no. Yo, it was, <laughs> But then she, she's the first one. came. To, she's like, yo. I'm like, oh, shit. I fucked up. She's like, yo. That was amazing. Yo, what the? I'm like, oh, shit. And then all the older girls, like all the, I'm 13, so the girl's like 16, 17. They're like, oh, yo, he's so cute. And okay, I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. But I go backstage. I'm like, yo. <laughs> oh, he's bon, il est tellement beau. Bon, oh, il est cute. I'm like, yo, all right. I'm good. I'm Gucci. And now I'm here and then apparently people were saying encore encore like I didn't know at this point I'm backstage in the basement like I'm shaking I'm trying to like what the fuck did I just yeah, do yeah, yeah. you know and then in the second half the older guys go on stage one of the guys choked Oh, oh no Like and then they had to freestyle they had to like get the crowd back oh, and then just like yo yo thought that dead side bro thought that yo yo you killed it yo I don't know. I'm like oh shit But like it's no no like it happens fine whatever yeah. it's just it's just that happening and that everything, I'm like, yo, I, right, I got it. So to answer your question, that's literally what I was like, I. Right. Because then the next year, now people are waiting for me.
3: Yeah. yeah, it's
2: like, yo, yo, and I obviously kill it the next year. Uh, next yeah. year again, kill. It. And then they had a thing, call, and then now, now I'm really performing like songs I'm, I'm recording, and I'm really trying to like you know working myself as a performer and as an artist. By the time it's my last year in high school, it's like I'm in like five, like it's like. The crowd's there for me bro like <laughs> like i'm the og now you know last year high school like, i'm the og what like let's do it so yeah so since then i was like yo i know i know i could at that point i had all the confidence world like yo i know i could i could i could do something i could definitely do something in the industry no matter where i'm at so that's uh and and to this day that still remains the strongest part of my career like of my skill is my performance like, i tell people i'm like yo maybe the music you may not know how to consume the music but when you see me perform it, the transition will be much easier. And mm-hmm. that happened, I guess, many times over. A lot of people come to see me perform. They probably heard the song once or twice before. Then they hear it, they're like, yo, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. Now they go back, and listen to the song, and they equate it to experience to how me performing it. It's it's and that's the point at the end of the day. You want the artist to perform and you want to be like, yo, it's an added appreciation to the song that you're putting yeah. out. So especially when like you gotta perform every time to win crowds over. Mm-hmm. Like you're not used to You know, at a point I was doing showcases every month, you know, just a bunch of, and and I wanted the best, any artists that's watching this, if you're you're starting off, and I hate giving advice, (laughs) but if you're starting off, it's one thing I could tell you, just do as many showcases as you can, do as many bullshit get that shit out the way, do as many bullshit shows as you can, perform in front of one person, perform in front of 20 people, and let the 20 people all be rappers, when you go to showcases, there's like there's mm-hmm. there's like, there's like 15 rappers on the bill, and each of them bring their people. But they're only there to perform for their people. And a lot of times, once they perform, they leave. Okay. So if you're last on the bill, yeah. and there's 10 people, you're lucky. I won't, So you always, so I didn't know that at the time, but I'm doing a fuck it, whatever. I'll just go, and so I'm performing. And then a lot of times, people in the crowd are rappers waiting to perform next. So they don't care about your shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you can win them over, you did it. That's a good skill yeah, to have. Yeah. So there's a lot of rappers now today, maybe they're rapping, but they're not, but like they respect me and they know that and they check for me because like, yo, like years mm-hmm. back when I do showcases, they're like, they'll be like, yo, bro, shit is nice. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a respect on respecting. Mm-hmm. It's like you're not bullshitting and you can, and as a performer, you can appreciate somebody who's putting on a performance. So yeah. perform in front of one person, perform in front of crowds that have no idea what you're doing. I perform one time at a at outside of a YMCA event at Park X, <laughs> where it was like a family friendly event and I'm rapping all this hard shit. Like, what what are you doing, bro? But it doesn't matter. And then at one point, this guy, he was probably in his early 40s, walking with his daughter. He came up to me. He's like, yo, he gave me and this to this day. I don't know if you're watching this, I don't know who you are, but to this day I remember this. And this, I'm like 15, this is like in high school, so I'm probably 14, 15. He's like, yo, the one of the when you know your performer when the people who don't even listen to your music, to your type of music, like your song. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a fact. It's like I don't even listen to hip hop, but if I like your song, I'm like, all right, I live with that. Like yeah. to this day, I live with that. So now, anywhere, if even if you don't listen to what I do, if you can actually listen, like what I'm giving to you, like that's that's.
1: I want to go back a bit to your first performance, and you said that was the the moment you knew, like yeah. you were it. What make you feel that? What made you feel that way? Was it the reaction or the the fact that you felt com- so comfortable on the stage? Both, actually.
2: Like it's a mixture. Of both. The 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 comfort the comfort came first because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. as I was performing, I felt the comfort grow. I'm like, yo, I'm comfortable here. Even if they boo me, even if I was ready for any, I think at that point, sometimes I was ready for any reaction. Mm-hmm. But I'm comfortable on here. Like I'm comfortable just taking the mic and doing my thing, and then, but then the fact that the crowd reacted the way they reacted just validated. Yeah. That okay, I'm supposed like, yeah. If I'm hearing it, they, like I'm supposed to do something with this. I'm supposed to do something with this. Like I'm supposed to do something with this. It's like it's, it's the only this is like the one avenue. And especially coming from like, I guess on my personal side of things, before that there was never really a thing where I was exceptionally nice at. Mm. School wise, I was I did my thing in school. I was I I, I um, I was always getting like pretty like either over, above average grades. Give it to, so that's fine. Uh, Sports wise I had a a lot of uh, Athlete friends You know I have Even to this day I have friends That are professional Basketball players I have friends You know so Like But I, I could hang with them To an extent But I wasn't Exceptionally athletic mm. i'm an athlete i'm still i play ball i love basketball to this well, day i was, I still
0: gonna, I was gonna i was gonna challenge you on that because i know you do play basketball no i play and ball a lot
2: huh? you are good thank you but that's coming from not being that good from years back ah. like i i play with a purpose now to just get better every time like now is the time where i play ball guys recreationally and they're just playing whatever like they probably have they probably had their peak athletic times when they were 15 16. I don't see it that way. I'm probably not even at my peak yet. I'm still trying to get better. That's coming now. And it's probably like in, when you contrast it with other people who didn't, they were so good before, they're not as good now. So it's like, but it's coming from that. But at that time when I'm a kid, it's like I was on the bench a lot of times. I was playing soccer, I was on the bench. I was playing basketball, I was on the bench. You know, so I'm, I was a role player. I was never a star in any other real facet of my life except mm-hmm. for this. Mm-hmm. It was the one thing where it was like, yo, you know, I'm going to take that's nice. Like, if it's one thing nobody can, you know, take on the mic, basketball, you shoot airball, air ball, but on the mic, <laughs> you know, taking is nice, yo. Like, like, like that's the one thing where un- nobody can, and if somebody wants to argue that, like, they, ha- they have to argue, mm-hmm. and they have to prove why they're arguing. It's not like a, a given. Yeah, that's yeah. the one thing where it's like, it's a given that, like, if I'm on the mic, from right, like, it's a pure confidence. Like, hands down, nobody has any doubts about my skill. So when you add that to the fact that I was comfortable on stage, yeah. and I had the crowd reaction. That's the one thing in my it kind of saved me. Yeah, because th- I was a, it was late end of elementary, early high school. Like I'm going at it now. I don't know if I was going through some trauma. I don't know. I was going through some shit that I couldn't really express to anybody about. Mm-hmm. I'm the oldest of my brothers, so like I'm not, I'm not gonna go to my younger brother who has no idea. If I'm 13 and he's 11, if I'm 11 and he's nine, or and my youngest brother is a baby, what am I gonna go to them for? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. And my parents uh, have old school African parents. They don't see things the same way. The reality is different. So I'm going to whole new reality. My cousins, they're all going through their own thing. My cousin, I have my one of my, my older cousin. He was exceptionally uh, skilled in soccer. Okay. Mm. He had the, he was he played for 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 the national team U15 national Canadian team. He went to Ireland. Oh, shit. Okay, at 15 years old, he went to Ireland. Played for the national team. He could like. You know, and then he chose the route that he chose. He's still working in sports on the administrative side, but he had the skill. T- if if he was elsewhere, not in Canada, he would have been a a, a a top league player. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? So the skill was there. Mm-hmm. His older brother, you know, he immigrated here when he was already a teenager, but he was playing soccer in Cameroon. He was mad. Like I just see the skill now. He was mad nice. Yeah. That was the only. It was me with athletics. It wasn't. You know, at that time when you're, you know, you're a young black kid, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. what music, athletics, school, school, whatever.
1: Yeah, it's,
2: it's cool, not real. Like, it's you right. know, like an art. So, if you can find yourself in, in something else that, like, you know, the guys can validate you and the girls can look at you cute.
1: <laughs> I feel you on that. No, for real. No, I mean, I yeah, we're talking we talking or we talking? No, we're no, being we real. We're being real. I feel and, you. and
0: that's the part I love because oftentimes we think that those, was, those, was, there are, I watch a lot of stand up comedy and yeah. there's like a lot of comedians who say, like, one of the things like men will do things for women. Well, of
1: course. 100%. Okay. Of course. <laughs> yo, before no, before you get a mind to think for yourself, okay. you do everything almost for them. Ah. Almost. I might exaggerate a bit, but like yo, I was in like high school. Being cute, no, but the concept is no the wait, concept is <laughs> no, the concept is no,
2: but he's right. Like the concept is like okay, yes, I got to take care of my health fine, but that's not the primary reason. No. Like yo, if I'm trying to I'm trying I'm going to the party tonight, I'm trying to look good, bro. It's
1: not for myself. I'm trying to get. You if know, I could go to the, the party so. bummy and
2: still get girls, I'ma go bummy. Thank you. But girls don't want guys to look bummy, no so I'ma put in some effort in my clothing. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, we're go. men. Now, you know, I, I I groom. You know, I'm saying, got to keep myself from my personal. <laughs> but yo, I, when you're when you're in high school, bro, like who cares, bro? Like you, you got you. you I had at the time. I had waves. It was wave game, you know Oh sorry, yeah, yeah, I had my yeah, brush yeah. all the time. I got to get my waves on point. <laughs> what? You got to You got to You know you want, and you want. You know, and then you want girls like, oh, make the waves. Sometimes I know, I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> 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 It's like, oh, it's that more And then she, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then she calls her friends. Oh, <laughs> do <laughs> 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 what? What? Come on now. We're living for those what? moments. You play ball. You hey. want to. Sh- you play ball. You want girls that are watching yeah. the game. You hit a three. You look at them like, yeah, I'm nice, bro. Like, I do you mean? At the end, oh, that they won't be on you're sweaty, shit they don't care about like yo cuz <laughs> what Facts. no you grow up with that mentality so it's Facts. like you know it, 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 that's the one thing for me like yes self validation for me but also it's pretty cool when when you write something and then the girls can appreciate you know what i mean you go you go to a show and then the girls are there looking at you like you know all googly eyed cuz like you're actually <laughs> yo it's 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 validating bro like mm. it's 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 it was a, and i think it was i forgot i think it was chris rock who said that was it chris rock or it was a I comedian i remember which comedian but i know i think it I think might be the same, same comedian
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so going back to you being shy and, uh, oh my gosh. I did not forget, <laughs> did. I did not part. forget, I do not forget, um, cause some of your lyrics, lyrics, and by the way, you to me. you're a great lyricist. I appreciate that. Thank you. Great, great, great lyricist. And that's the thing that I was, uh, I'm like, and even, I think when I saw you at first, I saw you, um, I saw a performance. Like, I didn't see Was it the online. virtual? Uh, was it No, it was, like, a show, okay. and, and and my friends, I had just a few friends who had gone to it, yeah. and then they had posted you, and I was like, okay, who's this guy? Mm-hmm. And then they tagged you, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. And I grew up around music, yeah. like, in Burundi, growing up, my, my brother, um, he created a studio at our house, yeah. he was doing music, but initially, my cousin was the one who started it all, mm-hmm. doing the music, and... Mm-hmm. And, you know, producing and making beats. And then i am yeah. just be around listening and just be like, ooh, this yeah, is cool. And seeing, like, people come in and out yeah, of the yeah, house yeah, yeah. all day long. And I'm like, uh, some of them were cute, but I was too young and nobody gave me my money. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> how, do, how, is your, how do you reconcile your personality and the things that you put into your music? So, for instance, yeah. if you write something... And then, like, how do you own whatever you, you you write in person, and like with people?
2: I don't like if somebody comes up to me for a lyric. How do I own up to it?
0: Yeah, how do you own up to uh, to your the lyrics that you put out?
2: Okay, I think okay. I'll try to answer your question best as possible. So check this out. Mm. Job number one as an artist is not to be right. It's not to be wrong. It's to make you feel. Mm. It's to create. It's if if I write something and I say something. And you feel something about it. I did my job. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you felt. The la- the worst thing I can be told is it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Indifference is a killer in the art in the art world in, as a creative. Indifference is a killer. I would rather somebody come to be like, yo, you mother. How the fuck did you mm-hmm. say that? No, no, no. Like, and 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 I'm like, I'm like, yes. In my, in my inside, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like, okay. What well, What do you mean? Like, t- but in my head, I'm like, yes. Okay, I did my job. Like, that's the satisfaction of it. So, some of course, about the lyric I wrote, I'm smiling in my head. I'm <laughs> own up to it for sure. I wrote it. Did you feel something? Yes. Well, then, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, right. but you shouldn't. I'm like, well, what do you mean? I shouldn't? It's art. I could do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. I could do whatever I want. Like, so sometimes I write, and and you know what? This is probably the 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 the, the, the troll part of me whatever because yeah. I was gonna guess sometimes sometimes I'll write some, sometimes I'll write something and it, it'll just like it'll just be perfect sounds good I'm like ah this is gonna trigger some people <laughs> <laughs> let's keep it <laughs> because oh no because because check this out like this is a Jay-Z lyric he said in Renegade do you do you homeworks people Jay-Z Renegade Blueprint 01 do you fools listen to music or do you just skim through it mm. And I, and I keep that in mind when I write. So sometimes I just play, I purposely put some shit that might be low-key outlandish and, I, and it's in the song. And, and I just want to see, and, and then I'm like, okay, well, sometimes people aren't, people, so, so, and it's actually a gauge. So some people can be like, yo, I listened to it, I liked it. Man, I'm like, they didn't listen to the song.
1: Just to see if, because if I know attention. you, yeah, if
2: I know you and I know what you believe, there's some shit I said that you're not gonna, you are not going you did not yeah. listen to the song, mm. but I don't say that. But like, there's sometimes I catch people like that, just for me. I don't, I don't put them on the spot, but, it, cause I know sometimes people don't know how to uh, uh, approach me about it, or, you know, they try to give, they don't know how to give, sometimes people don't know how to give gratitude, or not gratitude, but they don't know how to give acknowledgement to what you're doing, or mm-hmm. they don't know there's a way that you can do it that makes me appreciate the I appreciate all acknowledgement, everything that, any support I appreciate for sure. Sometimes people just don't know. So they're doing their best. So maybe they did listen to it. They did hear it, but they didn't listen to it. Yeah. Maybe all the main parts were were checked. The beat was fire. The flow was there, and they could they could they could listen to it after a amigo song, for example. Mm. Okay, it works. But did they really take the time to be like, okay, wait, what the hell did he say here? Mm-hmm. So that's what, I, and that's where it's a training thing. So, but that's but that's also the fun part for me as a writer. It's kind of like I know I can get away with murder until I can't. So, so far, I'm getting away with murder. Like, literally, my, my, my song, Maserati, that came out. That I'm saying some shit in there. Yo. I'm saying some shit in there that, like, somebody really took the time. <laughs> I, but I'm playing with, like, and I'll, I'll let you find out what line it is. I'm not going to say it. Nah. I,
3: nah I'm going to study even. this shit. Fuck yeah, yeah. i don't need all that. But
2: also, if you don't get it, sometimes you have to get things to get things. When I say that, it's like sometimes I'll say some things in a way that you need to understand a certain certain context. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'll give a hint. In the song, there is a biblical reference. In Maserati, Maserati has nothing to do with religion or Bible, or whatever. But I put a biblical reference into it, and that's the and that's the fun part. I'm able to do that.
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: you need to understand certain stories in the Bible to know that that's what I'm doing. Okay. So when you another hint, when you hear the word Jacob, it's not a random Jacob.
1: Mm. Okay, you my said- bad. It? Yes, no, 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 no. Hold no. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We were listening to the song in the car, and I was like. Why is he talking about Jacob? Yes.
2: Okay. And, uh, and then in the hip hop world, Jacob is also Jacob the jeweler. Okay. So, play it, so 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 <laughs> this is me playing around, this is me playing gymnastics with my words. You see, that's, this that's is that's exactly
0: nice. when I say that I love your writing, it's that part, how you're able to bring in certain elements that you would think are not related and still make them part of your storytelling um within your music that is uh or within your song your song has has and all your songs i find they have um very similar messaging very similar like intentions Mm. and that part i like too because sometimes and and that's why i can relate to you as an artist of like you have something that you want to put out into the world and you have a meaning that you want to give it uh give give it to and If people hear it, if people no, exa- get it, and exactly that's, their yeah, thing. that's that's exactly that's that's, it. that's, that's, exactly that's it. what they do. That's their situation.
2: I remember one time I was in the studio recording on uh, EP for 2017, and, and then uh, I I made a reference, and then the producer was like, "Yo, you sure you want to say that?" I'm like, "Why not?" Is that what you say? Something I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, "Yeah." What if somebody? I'm like, "Well, if they do, they do. They catch it. They catch it. They don't. It's like, alright, cool. I'm like, alright, cool. So, so yeah.
0: So this is we're getting to the. The end of uh, the episode. Um, I always like to talk about a bit of the youth or the future. Okay. Um. Or even what is your your contribution to the to Montreal?
2: Okay. You know,
0: as you wish. If you wanna go youth, you wanna go. What's the youth? Uh, wh- what is what is gonna happen to the youth? Or what are you doing for the youth? Or for the city of?
2: So, Montreal? I guess. What I can say is uh, a lot of people, Well, a lot of people, I'm, I'm more open about this. So check this out. I'm back in school. Mm-hmm. I'm back in school, not because, uh, and this is like after five years, I've been in school. And this is not because of like, oh, go to school, whatever, whatever, like the, especially the message we got from my parents. It's mm. not that. It's literally, I'm back in school because it's a, it's a, it's a first of all, you can, there's the skills that you can learn. I don't really, I was not, I'm not a fan of school, but I am a fan of education. So you can always be educated. Um, so, I'm back in school in the IT world, so I'm doing a, a, a program uh, for in cybersecurity. That, I believe, that I told myself, let that be the contribution I can make to at least the black community in Montreal. In the sense where, uh, yes, people may know me on the artist side, on the music side, but on the personal side, I probably don't divulge that much. So, me being in school and being open about it, I wouldn't be like, yo, listen, like it, two things can't exist. Because I was also living on the sense where like school was conflicting with my dreams of music. Mm-hmm. School, work, music, like it's all a conflict. Right now, I'm in a space where nothing conflicts with each other. Mm-hmm. They both actually work in mm-hmm. a sense because the IT world is big. I can do whatever I want with that. And I could find ways to incorporate with the music. So, and music and tech, it's, it's a marriage. Yeah. So, it's all something that can work seamlessly together that you could figure out for your own lane. So, what I could say is, that's what I want to at least influence or know that anybody who's younger watching this can be like, well, okay, if you find a lane that you want and you can find a lane that you, that there's value, like it's value, like it's something that I am passionate about. If I can find a way to live a life where I do things I'm passionate about that I value and that brings value to the world, Mm. those are the three things I, I, like that's what I'm going to pursue. So music, I'm passionate about it. I know there's value in it and I know it can bring value to the world. And even in tech, in my whatever I can do in tech, am I as passionate about it? Not as much as music, but there's still value there. Mm-hmm. And I can put that under on the music umbrella. Mm-hmm. So uh, anybody watching this can be like, well, okay, there's, there's different ways you can get it and put it together that's still your passion. Like it's, it's not a, one doesn't have to conflict the other. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the time that we're in now is, I think the time that we're in now can allow me to think this way. 20 years ago, we probably wouldn't have been able to think this way or move yeah. this way. So, I'm taking advantage of it. So, that's my contribution to youth, black community, whatever, whatever the, the, the altruistic side of mm-hmm. it, whatever you want to call it, you mm-hmm. know. So, so yeah. You know, so, don't stay in school unless you want to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I really I actually appreciate that message because it gives out the options to people that, like, there's many ways to be successful. And it's not yeah. only the lane of school education that we always put forward. There's other ways and if you, there's a way that you can find something that you're passionate about it, just yeah. go for it. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful message because I feel like these days we think about the, the income and the, yeah. the the security of a job and not if I'm actually passionate about it. Exactly. If I'm going to enjoy my shit day to day.
2: Exactly. So, exactly. That's, that's, that's that. facts, facts, facts. Facts. So yeah.
0: Those are very beautiful okay. words. I don't even need to add nothing else because <laughs> you said it so well, so eloquently. Um, thank you so much for your presence. Thank you for having thank, me. Thank you for coming, for sharing with us, being real, um, educating us too. Yo, i Oh forget yo, that. the Educate. knowledge, the knowledge. I just had a class today. This is this, today this, this was I'm a glad, class. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad y'all straight up, that. straight yeah. up,
2: straight up. Hey, Life for Life EP coming soon.
0: Hey, hey stay tuned. Ooh, Be ready. You also have a brand. Life ain't free, no. Life
2: ain't free is the album of 2019, but it's also a piece of the merch. So yeah, Montreal in general is the merch. Uh, get a hoodie, get a crew neck. TakeNZ.com, nice. T-A-I-G-E-N-Z.com, all at me. And uh, yeah, man. That's, that's Thanks for being here, man.
0: It. This has been another episode of The Bond is Real. My name is Stacey, your host. And I was with my brother.
1: Jaylin, the co-host. And merci you for And à la prochaine. time. Yeah. It's
0: a wrap, y'all. <laughs>